today. It's Vincent Buddha, aka Buddha, and um, this is episode 16 of the 24 Down podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we have an awesome guest on today, uh, someone that was, uh, I guess some may say, the uh, one of the founders or forefathers of 24 Down. Um, Justin Banks, aka Bustin Janks. Justin, how you mm. doing? Buddha, I am great, man. I know this time is long overdue. I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to get on here with the craziness of life from everybody. But man, pleasure's all mine. Good to see you. Awesome, man. Um, so happy to see you. And we see in the background, is this the, uh, I can't say Redskins, is this the Washington football uh, team uh, room there? Yeah, dude. This is this is my office in my basement, which my, if you could see kind of a panel here, my whole basement is, it's a museum to what once was the Washington Redskins, but we are, we're going hard for the football team now. And uh, yeah, behind me is man, just a, a little uh, sketch art. One of my buddies did, I got to hang up. So yes, yes. Awesome, man. When do you think they'll, they'll get a name by next year or so or what? Yeah. Our, uh, I mean, everything I've followed with it, man, it, it looks like it's an 18 to 24 month process to rebrand that organization. But between me and you, I mean, look, it, it, it's the right move. That name needed to go. It's been a debate since I was in middle school, and it's good to have that behind us and just be able to, you know, focus on losing football exclusively. <laughs> That's cool, man. Awesome, bro. So, man, we're, we're going to get into what we'd like to do first. We got a little format, and you know about it. Um, we're yeah. you today and everything. And so, uh, first off, we want to know, uh, you know, you know, your life pretty much after Valley Forge, after 24 down, up till now. So, uh, you could take it away and give us an update. Yeah, you got it, man. I mean, gosh, trying to encapsulate, I guess, what, 11 or 12 years. Um, it's tough. But, you know, I think I'll kind of start from when I left. I know this was actually a question, so I can kind of I can jump into more detail of, of how and, and why I left Valley Forge, you know, when that comes up. But just to kind of give you a synopsis, um, when I left, I, I found myself in the middle of Kentucky. So my parents moved to Kentucky when I, I guess, right between my junior year fall and um spring semesters and so moved to kentucky they, they moved to pretty pretty quickly and abruptly even to serve at a church um sold everything in virginia my whole life was there and they, they felt you know called to, to do some other things and so they did that and um yeah i found my world very different um and so in kentucky immediately after valley forge i i was actually serving as a youth pastor at a church um, uh, in, in London, Kentucky, and um, was actually working part-time at a new Starbucks there, which was a, a load of fun to kind of do, do both. I mean, I was probably 20, 21 at the time. And um, man, met so many great people. And uh, that, that part of the world, Eastern Kentucky, being exposed to that immediately from, you know, Philadelphia Metro and where I grew up about an hour south of DC to really be put in a, um, it's just, you can't even really say it's rural. It's just a very different part of the world, very impoverished part of the world, but really rich in so many different cultural things that I would have never guessed, you know, in the middle of Kentucky. And so spent a lot of time there, made a lot of great friends and um, really, really grew up. I think I was forced to do some, I don't want to say forced, but you know, life kind of gives you these stages to grow. And that was probably the, the biggest, the biggest time of growth in my life was the four or five years I spent in London, Kentucky. So after that, man, I uh, actually finished school. I moved to uh, Louisville, where I still am now. Finished college at the University of Louisville. Um, 
And there I, I met uh, around at that, that time, I met my wife. So I was actually uh, through some mutual friends at a, at a Halloween party get together and ran into her and have, have seen her every day since. We've, we've got a nine year anniversary coming up here uh, in October. Um, her name's Hannah. If you haven't seen on social media, whatever, she's, she, she's great. Together we've got three kids. Um, Noah, my oldest, is eight. And I'll kind of get into each one because they're all very, very different. But, and then our daughter, Emma Kate, she's six. Uh, and then our, our, our youngest little hurricane, he's, he's Owen, um, and he's, he's three. So all very different. Noah, um, pretty cool stuff, man. He's, uh, he's in third grade. He's a big cross-country runner. Um, he got into cross-country, actually, in kindergarten, and which is crazy. His elementary school lets, lets really young kids, obviously, do that sport, which I thought – I've never heard of that, but it was really neat to get him in that early. And um, he's eight and runs a sub-six-minute mile. Like, he is – he fly. did not get that from me, but um, mm -hmm. really just an awesome guy, man. He's a heart of gold. He's a great friend, um, and it's crazy just to watch him grow, as you have obviously seen with your kids, Buddha. Just as they get older, their personalities change and so many things about them, um, you know, just just grow and evolve. And then my daughter came along. She was born just before Christmas, um, in uh, December 23rd, uh, in 2013. So they couldn't be too – different people. I mean, they're just, uh, my son has never met a stranger. My oldest, you know, Noah, Emma Kate is very reserved, very shy. She's, she is the epitome of daddy's girl, but you know, um, that kind of comes with the territory, but, uh, she's amazing. And then we, we, we had Owen in 2017. So we kind of debated having a third and if that was something we wanted to do. And it was kind of a, a now or never moment. And so he came, he, he joined our family and, and it's, it's completed us in a way that we really didn't, didn't think possible, man. So, Life's full, dude. So in between all those things, growing a family and marriage and, and kind of, you know, finding our, you know, my life in, in Louisville with Hannah and our, and our family, um, I started working for Apple um, in college as a, as a part-time sales gig. And almost 10 years later, still with them, I'm, I'm a senior manager at our location in, in Louisville now. And it's just been an incredible ride. I Man, I love the work I do. I love to get into lead teams and um, for such an awesome company. It's been a really big part of my life. I take a lot of pride in, in that. And um, dude, still a big sports fan. Still, you know, again, we kind of introed with that, but still love kind of looking around and, uh, and following DC sports as much as I can. It's been good to get a hockey and a baseball championship, you know, somewhat recently and be able to, you know, celebrate that. But um, beyond that, man, personally, hobbies and things, not, not, a, not a lot's changed. Um, you know, I'm still super involved with what my kids are doing. They kind of take us everywhere. We kind of just follow them. Um, obviously, it's looked very different this year with COVID, but, you know, in normal times, whatever that, that means. Um, very active with them in school, doing everything we can. We've, we've got a great circle of friends here in Louisville. Her family has been amazing. We get back to Virginia. My parents have since moved back to Virginia. Um, and so we get back and see them as often as we can, close to the same house we all we all went to that, that trip, which is awesome. Um, but really, man, I mean, since then, I guess it could be kind of just two big buckets, you know, really growing a career um, and a job that I love and, 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 and growing my family. So love Louisville, love where we live, a lot of rich history here, um, lots of really cool historic things, huge bourbon whiskey scene here, a great culinary scene as well. Um, a lot of really cool things in this town. It's almost a very, uh, when you think of Kentucky, I'm sure a lot of things kind of come to mind, but um, Louisville is, is almost on its own, own island compared to the rest of the state um, in a lot of different ways, politically, um, socioeconomically. There's 
Um, I mentioned the culinary scene. There's more independently owned restaurants here than any city in America, which is really cool. So much great food, lots of really cool entertainment. The city really invests in, um, you know, in creating, in creating that community. So really cool to be here. And obviously recently, you know, it's kind of center stage for some, you know, tough reasons for so many with, with the Breonna Taylor situation and everything here. So that's obviously been, you know, something our community is moving through and healing through, you know, right now, but, that's me, man. That's kind of a synopsis of, of life after the forge and, and, and only about, you know, a million other things that I probably left out. But Oh, yeah. No, it was a great update, man. Just some follow up questions about your update. Like, yeah, bro, it was it was really it was so abrupt, like having you leave. You said it was pretty much in the middle of your junior year. So, yeah, you, you were pretty much there two and a half years. And then it was like, like what what um, what helped you make that decision to, to go? Dude, it was hard, you know, thinking back right now. And again, 33 year old me would approach this very differently than 20 year old me. But, you know, you live and learn. Yeah. So my parents, you know, I mentioned they they, they moved in, in, in that time span that we kind of covered. So they moved to Kentucky and just kind of started a new life, which was very. I don't want to say it's traumatic, but yeah, I mean, it was very different. I mean, all had we had never moved growing up. We had never I mean, really right where we were our home was that farm with my whole family. We all, you know, grew up on the same road, very Walton's Mountain-esque. Um, and so it was a very, it was, a, it was a pretty abrupt change. Well, they moved and um, I had an opportunity kind of in between, you know, winter break, I was home helping them get settled and I was in Kentucky spending time there and I had a quick decision to make to serve at this church or not. That, and I, you know, I had an in-between college situation that was in between finishing at UofL and tuition was just substantially cheaper being in-state in Kentucky than it was at, at the Forge. And I had to make these decisions in three weeks. And, um, you know, looking back, Buddha, I don't know that I would have done, I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and I love the way that my life has turned out. But, um, you know, I would have probably been a little bit more deliberate about that decision if I had to go back. Um, I would have loved to finish, you know, at the Forge and, and graduate with you guys there. But um, it was abrupt, man. It felt abrupt to me. And, you know, I think I probably had a, a little bit of an opportunity to take some of my friends along in that journey instead of just like peacing out. But, you know, again, we had so much happening so fast, but yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, man. It was like, you know, and I'm not faulting you for any of it, but like, it was just so abrupt. And it was like, like when we came back that semester, you know, that spring semester, we're like, yo, where's Justin? And then I think somebody was like, yo, man, I just, like, the other day I saw him come and take all this stuff and go. I don't know if he's coming back. And I was like, yo, people were like, why didn't he say bye, though, and stuff and everything. Wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought, Jesus, I don't remember all that. I would have hoped at least said bye. Yeah, to nah, I, I don't even remember getting my stuff, man. I don't even remember doing oh, that. You you may have had left stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember that. But, yeah, I was like, like, we did, we did miss Gosh, you. it was so quick. Yeah, not, you know, number one, we were really good friends. All of us were like brothers, you know, and then, you know, to lose our star, you know, running back slash wide receiver <laughs> slash, you know, defensive lineman, linebacker, you know, off our team. But by that time, we were kind of done playing football, I think. That was – that probably was my senior year. If it was yeah. your year, then it was my senior. You were a year ahead of me, yep. Yeah, and so we were done playing football because – We'll get into that later about the concussions and the broken. Well, dude, bones. I remember. I mean, even yeah, we can dig into that soon. But I remember yeah. I mean, even the even the last few games we played were uh, man, got a little ferocious. Yeah, yeah. So it it was, it was some good times, but then we were like, now nah, 
we saw other things that were happening. We, we, we can't really do this. We can't pay these bills. But um, yeah, man. I, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to pause, man, before we move on. I, I do want to say, you know, for everyone listening, you know, this is a really cool opportunity to do this kind of collectively. Like, guys, I, you know, I, I wish if there is, you know, you hate to say there are, you know, regrets in your life. But if I could have, and I, and I could have, I just should have chosen differently, you know, said goodbye to everybody differently, I would have. And you know, I miss you guys. It's, you know, I, it's so awesome to keep up with everybody on Facebook, you know, and, um, and certainly on the phone or text. I've been, I've been, been in closer contact with some than others still, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's, I reflect on the time with everybody just so fondly. It's such an awesome part of my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, wish, wish I would have done that part of this a little bit differently, but anyway, we, we can, we yeah, can keep no, it. No. And I would say, you know, from me and from probably all of us, man, I'm telling you, you know, we forgive you. And we're so happy to have you on the podcast. We're so happy to have you, you know, part of the community again, because this podcast has really even got me more part of the community again. And, um, you know, there were a couple re, uh, maybe one or two reunions or zoom calls and I didn't even make those, man. So I also yeah. have to apologize for that. But like, you know, there, there's kind of like, you know, where, where, where it started with me there my freshman year and then into you guys. And then, you know, Hat kind of kept it going when we left and stuff. And then it kind of died, you know, after Hat pretty much, you know, Josh Hatmaker. And so, you know, but now it, it's really revived and the community is coming back. So it's a really awesome thing. So I thought it was awesome that, you know, you got on this podcast as well. So that's awesome. Yeah, me too. So when, when you went to um, University of Louisville, what, what did you major in there? Uh, organizational leadership and development. So I did actually, I was able to finish it online, man. We, um, I went to Eastern Kentucky University in between those two. And when I moved here, I, I did that. Actually, we were, we were pregnant with Noah when I decided to, to finally finish, which I'm glad I did. Um, and so, man, we were, my wife can remember this. It was work all day. I was working at Apple and Starbucks at the time. I moved, I was able to transfer a store in Louisville. And so I was, you know, I, I would go to Starbucks 5am, open the store, you know, work until one, come home, take a, you know, eat lunch, try to take a little bit of a nap, go to Apple and work two or three to close. Um, and then do work, school work all, all night. So, you know, thankfully I had a lot of work already accomplished from Valley Forge and EKU. I didn't have a lot left, but um, it kind of made sense to move all that into this degree. And so, um, whether I use it or not, I don't know. So much of my job is independent of, of probably what you would apply to a degree to. It doesn't really fit in that bucket. And, you know, Apple puts a lot of premium on, on other things. But, um, you know, I'm glad I finished. U of L was a good experience, even though it was distant and remote. Um, cool school. Um, again, at that point, I was 24, I think, when I, when I finally got around to, to finishing you know, uh, my bachelor's degree. So, um, but it was good. It was a good experience. Professors were great. Very different in that sort of community coming from Valley Forge. Part of what I wanted to, Buddha, you know, when I wanted, when I decided to go back was a, a larger school feel. I wanted kind of something a little bit, you know, to compare. Not that, I mean, looking back and having both experiences, I would, I would, I would probably choose Valley Forge. I mean, thinking about, but, but, but not knowing what, what that was like or what that would look like, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see that for myself. And, um, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a good experience. Cool, man. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, Pete tried to do that and then he got sucked back in. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so ministry, you did ministry pretty much, you know, after Valley Forge, you were doing youth ministry. Where, where does ministry and your faith stand today? That's a great question, man. Um, you know, I thought this would come up. So 
we can take this as deep as you want, Buddha. We'll, we'll try to, you know, but, but this is a, this is a pretty layered and nuanced thing, you know, as we grow and we learn, but, um, you know, as far as vocational ministry, um, that is not a part of my life right now. Um, you know, serving at a church on staff or whatever that looks like. Um, I would like to think that, that God and faith and that part of my life is very much real. Um, we go to a great church here in Louisville, Southeast Christian Church. Um, try to, I mean, it's obviously been very different, you know, virtually and things since COVID. But, um, you know, it's been really cool seeing my kids learn and grow and take interest in that. But it's, it's evolved, man. You know, I grew up, I would think, being where we, where we landed in the world in college in an Assemblies of God, very conservative um, school. A lot of that has changed as I've grown. A lot of my theology and thought process around who God is and what grace means and how that's applied to me now and what's acceptable, what's not. You know, it was it was very hard for me to meet so many different people in, in a city that have so many different walks of life and viewpoints. And um, not that truth changed for me, but how I viewed that and others did change. Um, I had to become a lot less judgmental in my life. I had to become a lot less, um, what's the term we use, legalist, legalistic or works based in how I viewed people. And honestly, that actually, you know, as, as, I, as I moved from that, I actually got very angry at, at the church. I got very angry at, um, I don't want to say my upbringing because I wouldn't trade that. There's a lot of great things that I learned and how I was raised, you know, to view God. But um, I had a period in my life where, you know, really – after I moved to Louisville, I don't want to say I wanted nothing to do with it because I never felt that way about, about God or my faith, but I felt that way very deeply about church. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not in that place now, thankfully, but, um, yeah, it's just evolved, man. I I try to think a lot more about grace and about love and about how God views everyone, man, and and their, and their situations and their perspectives, where they, where they're from, their life, the decisions they make. And, and, and I I lean on myself a lot less to try to sum that up for them, you know? And so it's been, it's, it's, it's been very different, but um, I'm very fortunate that that's still a part of my life. My wife has been great there. Just watching how she, man, just leads our house, you know, and our kids, it's been, um, I'll tell you, that's been the thing that's really kept, you know, a tangible remnant of my belief going. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't put all that on her, obviously, but it's been, you know, she she is, she is grace personified in this home, man. And um, so, yeah, I, it's different than when you and I last talked about it for sure, but it is still a part of my life and and something that, you know, I, 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 is very dear to me. That's great, man. And I would actually say for me, And many, like part of the 24 Down family, would have would have to say that you know our views have changed as well. Like I remember, you don't know that you're growing up in something like that in like a very conservative church, very legalistic, until you're in your 20s or 30s and you kind of really realize it, you know. Yeah. And I realized it, and now being, uh, you know, uh, like a head pastor of a church. I'm like, listen, man, we need to let these legalists, like we're acting too much like the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, oh man, people were were dying left and right because, you know, there were over 600 commandments that they had to, you know, follow. This is not the Old Testament anymore. Like I even look at the Catholic Church, how they have pretty much temples, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's really like, you know, let's get out of the Old Testament. 
let's 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 love let's be gracious let's be merciful and yes let's be just as well god is a you know a just god and um you know and he's going to discipline and he's going to but why do we need to always be the ones disciplining? Let, let's let God discipline. Now, like for, for ministry leaders and pastors, yeah, there needs to be discipline done. But when sure. you know, someone that's a churchgoer, you don't have to like shame them or kick them out the church and stuff like that. It's like, you know, I, I'm with you, man, with, with that grace. And that's, that's, that's you know, uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, you got to listen to Hat's episode, uh, but also even Baldwin's episode because they, they go into a lot of that how, you know, Valley Forge was very legalistic and how we all grew up in church was like that as well. And we, we've changed, you know? Yeah, that's good to hear, man. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's just such a such a layered a layered thing. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking even back to, to Valley Forge and just like, you know, such a foreign concept now to even have like, you know, open dorm nights where like, yeah, it, it just those things that were so second nature just now would feel like, man, like, what were we doing? But um, but I understand that, you know, as his place and, um, certainly don't, don't, don't knock them for that, but that was uh, yeah, it's just a lot's changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, man. Um, let, last, last follow-up question here. So you mentioned your wife, how awesome she is. And I'm yeah. definitely, you know, uh, it's awesome to have an awesome wife. Um, so she, she's full-time with the kids. Yeah. Well, yes, but also full-time you know, working. So I say that because she just does. Yeah. She's the director of a childcare center here in town. So she's done that. She's been in childcare for, Oh my goodness, man. Probably. I mean, at least before we met probably 13, 14 years. Um, but she, uh, yeah. So she's from here, uh, from, from Louisville, her, her whole family's here. We had a, just a lot of crazy stuff happened, man. In, in, in the course of us meeting and, and growing, her family has changed a lot. Some things out of our control and some some nuts things there that it's kind of went on over the years. But um, and then in a, lot, in a lot of positive ways. Yeah, she's from here. We met here. Um, again, yeah, she works in childcare. She is. Uh, but we, again, we have three kids, man. So when, my job is, you know, I don't want to say it's incredibly demanding because I have a lot of flexibility in my work, but it is it is demanding, you know, it, it's probably no way around that word, but she is, uh, she is the epitome of a, of a great mom, man. And it's just such a crazy thing to, to see her grow as a mom, you know, and, and, and learn patience and not that she had to learn it. She was born with tenfold more than I, I probably will ever have, but, um, dude, she's just, she's the best man. She's a, an amazing wife. She's keeps this house just fun, you know, keeps it fun, keeps it moving. Um, doesn't take anything too seriously, but also knows when to lean in and really create some learning and teachable moments for our kids. And even for me, um, she's, you know, I don't want to get too mushy here, but you know, she is, she's my best friend, man. She is, uh, I'm very fortunate to have, to have met her out of, you know, her and I both have had a lot of very, you know, long relationships before meeting each other. Um, you know, one of which took me home every weekend when I was at Valley Forge even, and, um, but you know, having a lot of those experiences that we're able to bring together, uh, she's just, she just keeps it moving, man. She does not, um, she doesn't get hung up on things too long. She's, uh, she, she's not a, not a drama person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just, I, I am, I'm fortunate, man. When I, when I look at her again, when you talk about those things that keep your faith alive, um, it, it's hard not to acknowledge that there is a gracious God in my life when I get to wake up to her every day. And, um, that's uh, just a daily reminder. So, yeah. That's great, man. That's awesome. 
Cool, man. And um, so we're, that's an awesome update. And I, I know I love hearing the updates because this is something that we really don't know about, you know, life after the forge and stuff like yeah. that. So now, now we're going to get into some questions and even some, <laughs> you know, memories from way back when and everything. And uh, this is really fun to reminisce as well. So we're going to start, I believe I have all the questions. If I forgot your question, if I overlooked it, I'm sorry, but I think I got all of them. So um, we're going to start with Pete. Um, and uh, his, his question is, uh, what's the best part of being a dad? Dude, man, we're probably all like similar here um, in dad life. I'm sure we're going to all pull out of the same bag of what we love about it. But gosh, the best part of being a dad, you know, I think having the opportunity. Hey, I'm, I'm so shocked being a dad. You know, you have kids and you feel all this pressure all of a sudden to, to be this like provider and to be this this figure in the home that, that that's that's honorable that your kids look up to but you know it's a lot of pressure to be a teacher really is what, is what it is but and that's certainly a big part of it my favorite part is what more my kids have taught me man you know I learn from them every day just how they interact with each other how they meet strangers how they you know they don't know things that are so commonplace in our culture right now they have no stigmas about people they have no presuppositions of what someone is going to look like or, 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 or treat them like they just, they're so innocent. And, and I've learned so much from them and how they interact. They have hearts of gold. So I'd say my favorite part of being a dad is just, you know, every day. And I would say too, man, like, dude, they just forgive. Like mm -hmm. they forgive. I've messed up so many times a dad. I've lost, you know, I've probably raised my voice at times I shouldn't have. I've, you know, I, I, I've told my kids to go play in a room. I'm trying to focus on something when I should have probably invested in them in that moment. We, just the things we all go through in day-to-day -day life, but just seeing how quick they bounce back, you know, and they give you so many chances to, to, to be better the next day. And then it pushes you in your life. It pushes you in your life to be better. It makes you want to be better at work. It makes you want to be a better dad, certainly, a better husband. You know, it just is um, – it's a constant motivator to see how quickly – how quick they are to forgive. And that's been my favorite – by far my favorite part so far. That's cool, man. He has a couple more questions, but I'm just, I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of your family, your kids. And uh, we have, we have kind of like the same, almost the same ages, but it's kind of reversed where you, you have your son that's eight. I have um, my daughter that's eight. Then I have my son that's six. And then I have another daughter that's two. And I know you have a three-year-old. So we're kind of going, we're Dang, yeah. same thing, man. <laughs> you're there, man. Yeah. So you're, you're, you know all about it. Yeah, man. Uh, he also, he wants to know, um, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit. What's your biggest challenge? What's the biggest challenge about being a dad? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's probably lost somewhere in that previous answer, but you know, it's just not enough time in a day, man. There's not enough time in a day. I mean, if you ask like how, how, how much time, how much of you do your kids need or deserve in a day? And you would ask for 48 hours in a day, you know, to exclusively devote to them because they're our future. And, but that's the biggest challenge, you know, coming home from work and leaving work there and being able to be a dad and invest in them, you know, when they bring ideas to you or something they really want you to go do, creating time for it, you know, it's not, you know, people say it's priorities and, you know, managing priorities. I don't think it's that. I think it's, I think it's, you know, decision and choice management, mm -hmm. like it's choosing to be there. And um, I'd like to think I do a decent job of that, but, you know, I think at night, you know, you're laying in bed and kind of just reflecting on your day. I do that often. And, you know, if there's anything I want back, it's, it's more time with them and the ability to be more present, you know, and not let stress or whatever's kind of in your life dictate that. And, you know, 
sometimes I just wish that I just had more time. That's the biggest challenge. There's just so many things. Again, work, friendships, you know, obviously marriage, you know, and, and fitting that in, in this huge picture. And, and so, yeah, man, just some more dedicated time. Cool, man. Uh, do, uh, he has another question. Do you still get teared up during worship at times? Yeah, dude. Um, you know, it's funny. My wife always says, like, the only time you cry is when you're, like, listening to a worship song or when that happens. And it's, it's funny that, you know, whenever I feel very distant, this is cool. We're talking about this, this moment. This happened to me today in, like, a grocery store parking lot. It's hilarious. But, you know, whenever I feel that that part of my life is is waning or that you know we just we, we feel distant or that i'm that my life is so different or, or, or disaligned you know something will happen uh, you know i'll put on my ipod and instead of going to or, or my iphone or apple music and instead of going to a radio station i'll just my library will come on and a worship song will play and I, I, you get sucked in or i'll have somebody send me a song or you know even certainly in you know in church services but you know worship has always been that time above everything else, it's always felt most real to me. It's felt most real. You know, I, I have a hard time, you know, I look at, you know, preaching sometimes and some ministers. And again, I try, this isn't, I don't sit and just judge people on, you know, on, on pulpits, but you know, there's a lot right now in, in the climate that our church is in. It's very, you know, it's very dynamic. It's about, you know, saying a lot of buzzwords and rhyming a lot of words and doing all the things that get people, it's just, you know, it's almost unbearable at times, but worship has always been the most genuine part I think of, of my relationship with God. And so that's a long way to answer your question, people. Yeah, definitely. No, but that's, it's good. I, I've, I've never had that before. Even as a kid, um, like I would be in church and be like, oh, so we, we would sing all our songs. And in our church back then, it was like 45 minutes of praise and worship. It was a two hour service, 45 minutes of praise and worship. You would think it was like a black church service, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. um, so you would have like 45 minutes of praise and worship and then, like after the offering, you would have another song. And I'm like in my head, didn't we sing enough, you know? But then I started to really like fall in love with worship and really feel the Holy Spirit and feel God there when I became a pastor, uh, when I became a lead pastor. And it was because like the first two years of me and my pastorship here, I felt like God was trying to kill me. Uh, but, mm. but after the two years, I found out he was just trying to make me stronger. So there has been a lot of times where I've cried through worship, especially after those two years, because mm. um, it has given me thick skin, but it's also given me a softer heart as well, because you need, I think, both in ministry, you know. And um, if you haven't heard this song yet, I cry every time it comes on. You got to listen to it. Have you heard of, uh, have you ever heard of uh, Hills and Valleys by, uh, by Taryn Wells, I think his name is? I have not, but I'm going to write that down right now. Yeah, man. Uh, Taryn Wells, Hills and Valleys, that gets me all the time. Um, but yeah, you should give it a listen. And because you usually would tear up, maybe you'll tear up for that yeah, one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big cry fest in my car yeah. tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. thanks, dude. Yeah, uh, he has uh, one last one. He uh, yeah, funny one. Do you still put on polos uh, once in a while and pop the collar? Oh my God, was that? Did I still do that at the forge? You did. You did it there. <laughs> Everyone called, but I think it was it was mostly a joke. But I, I think you did do that. I would like to say, man, like um, my fashion sense. It wasn't at its worst at Valley Forge. It got worse when I left. But <laughs> but yes, um, thankfully I do. Pete, I do not. No, I don't. I only own one polo. I never wear it now. I try to dress as normal as a boring dad 
in my 30s as I can right now. There will be no popping of any any polos. I don't do anything trendy. I try to be as low key. I wear Crocs now. Big fan of Crocs. Nice. Um, and um, but yeah, I just no, absolutely not. But man, I did not. Thanks for bringing that just nightmare up. Yeah, man. I remember you guys got really into like American Eagle, was it called? Or um... Dude, we worked there. Nate and I worked there for a semester. Yeah. We got some discounts and like, um, yeah, again, like, man, to think that I had a job there um, is just, it's just bizarre. But like, uh, he'll know if he tunes into these, man, those soundtracks that, that played while we were there, whenever those songs come on the radio now or something, it just, it puts you puts you right back into in the KOP mall, just do, doing it up. Yeah, man. Um, he also says he misses you. And uh, so we're gonna go on to uh, a next set of questions uh, by Carl Wolf or AKA Wolfie. Um, if you could have, and this is, this is a running question now in, in, yeah. in uh, the last couple. Uh, if you could have um, one building at Valley Forge, besides 24 named after you, which one would it be and why? Dude, that's tough. Or maybe a field. Yeah, I mean the field would be nice. But where was the what was the place called that we like hung out? It was like the is like kind of the not 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 the calf, but it was the back porch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we spent a lot of time there, man, hanging out and chatting, had some good good conversations back there. So that's probably, I mean, yeah, other than twenty four down, obviously it's where I spent ninety nine percent of my time. But I would think that's probably kind of what was was a go to that meant a lot. That in the gym, man, we went to the gym so much there. If like that was has that been renovated since? Um, I, I, I've been there, uh, it was like, uh, maybe three, four years ago and they didn't do too much with it, but the floor looks really nice. That's about it. Yeah. Dude, the late night workout sessions, man, that those were, uh, those were a blast. So one of those two places probably. Yeah, man. Cool. Um, he has another one. What 24 down moments would make your sports highlight reel? Sports highlight reel. So is he looking for like a specific sporting event or like any any event that we would just throw in a hypothetical reel of like this is this is this is a really good time? Uh, either or, I think that would okay. Be, yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know, man. Pete running into that light pole um, was, I mean, it's devastating. I'm not making, but I mean, in the moment, I mean, it was it was it was so loud. I'll never forget that. Um, I remember when we pranked Sam, that was, um, oh my gosh, dude, I still like my side hurts laughing about that sometimes. Um, one of, one of those moments has got to be like, you know, one, one and one, one A and one B for sure. Yeah, man. I would, I would throw in the Patriot Bowl. We just dominated, bro. <clears throat> oh dude. Yeah. The Patriot Bowl was great. I when we saw that trophy for the first time. No, yeah. it was it. It was good as ours. Now I can't remember. I don't know when they started it. I don't know which year we were in. Did did we did we play two? Did we were we like back to back? Champs? We were back to back. Yeah, okay. back to back. Yeah, we ran it back. Awesome. They uh, the first year we did it, I remember. Yeah, they, they they brought it up. It was like during like a fall semester orientation or something. And I can't remember who it was. It was one of the assistant basketball coaches. I think brought the trophy out. And was like you know, and and we're just like salivating, looking at this thing. Like this is real football competition, and it's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that was that was a ton of fun, man. Yeah, man, we, we, we went undefeated, man. We, we didn't lose at all. It was, it was like, it, it was almost like playing against little kids under 10 years old. Like, that's how it felt. I don't think there was ever like an actual game where we thought we were going to lose. I, I don't think so. The one, man, I remember when I went out with one, um, 
I got, I got, I got a concussion. I think I ended up going to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I remember just running back to the huddle and like looking down at my feet, wondering why I was wearing cleats. Now that one was a tackle one, right? It was, was a tackle one. That way, yeah, that wasn't the Patriot Bowl. That, that was like one of our tackle on, games. That was on uh, the Pee Wee football field, I think, and that was really scary, man. Because I remember you asking me questions, like, because you knew you knew the you knew the plays as good as Nate did, and we all knew the plays. And so for you to ask me a question about the plays, because I think you and him came up with the plays. So you were asking me where you go, left or right, and in the play it was right or something uh, and and i was like yo why is he asking me this and i told you which way to go but then you went the other way also yeah and i think i ran the ball three or four times after i'm out of my mind yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> so, yeah i yeah. had to go yeah but in that same game so you got a concussion and didn't you sprain or break your ankle no, no I, the ankle thing happened um earlier that was a different game it was a tackle it was, it was one of the tackle league games it was it was different um that had kind of healed up i think by then this was just I don't know what happened, man. I got picked up by three or four people, and I remember falling back on my head. Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't know anything different until I remember vividly, like, what, wondering what I was doing there. Yeah. Like, that was – it was a crazy feeling. It would be crazy if uh, – and God forbid, man, God forbid. But it would be crazy if you got CTE from a Valley Forge tackle football. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's there somehow. But, yeah, so funny, man. Yeah. Um, and we have the next – Set of questions is from Big Daddy Rick Feltenberger. My man. Yeah, man. Um, so he says, uh, Justin Banks, JB, take us back to that fateful <laughs> night under the lights when our heads collided. I didn't know about it, this. Dude, this is before we started playing together, but I think this is probably, man, it was my freshman year. I think it was my, we, we, we had a, what, I don't know if it was an official intramural. I can't remember if that was a thing, but we, we played kind of just pickup down on the softball fields. And um, it was yeah, for some girl, but it didn't, it, I don't think it went anywhere. We, we, yeah, me either. We, it started, but there wasn't enough teams, I think. Yeah. So it may have been one, one just, we, we were, we were picking it up there, but for some reason, you know, Rick was playing free safety and um, or just back there. And I was just running a fly route and we went up for the ball and man, our heads, I'm no concussion here, but I have no idea how it didn't happen. But we both went up at the same time, both fell down. And we, we you know, I knew of him at that time. I think we had kind of made a little, you know, we, we were acquaintances. But after that, I mean, you know, we, we kind of hit it off. He became a, a tight friend and we, we've actually picked, picked it up a little bit on Facebook recently and just kind of doing some back and forths. But he, um, yeah, that was the night that kind of our, our friendship was, was was solidified because we literally, you know, probably have pieces of each other's brain, you know, still still lodged somewhere. But that was a that was a tough hit. That's funny. And now you, you've taken me back because that I think that may have been maybe not the same night, but the same couple of weeks because I remember being back there when we were really because that was in the beginning of the semester. So I think it was in the beginning of you guys first being there. And so that's when he um, pancaked me. He knocked me on my butt and I got up and I was like, yo, man, that was awesome. Cause no one really ever done that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger than me and probably stronger than me. And he put me on my butt and I was like, that was amazing, man. That was awesome. Keep on doing that. And, so, and then I got to run and behind both of you guys. Our floor too, you know, so, exactly, <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, so here's another football question from him. Now that we are retired, how did the Clydesdales do for you? Clydesdales. Yeah, that was hilarious, man. That was, uh, look, you guys know it. That was, um, you, we even alluded to it, man. I mean, just as, it's so funny to think of just this, the scope and scale that we play, but we were so dominant, you know, and so many people 
you know, it's cool to, to get it as big as we got it. I mean, there was, what, four or five teams that would consistently play. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the line was the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't get touched for probably 20 yards, and then it was over. Yeah, so it was just so much fun, man. Yeah, and I, I would remember even in, like, the Patriot Bowl, I think – I don't know if you got called for it, but I always remember you, you would just – you would start so quick with your feet. Even if you weren't going anywhere, even if you were making a cut, you would always be chopping your feet. And that's what they teach you in high school, right? So you're, yeah. chopping, you're going so fast. And then people will be coming at you and just, I think, instinctively, you would smack people's hands away so fast. And I don't I know. Probably, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> and you would be you would be stiff-arming people. I think we may have got called a couple of times. I'm like, sure. <laughs> I mean, dude, I couldn't decipher. Even I, I play football now. You know, I still play a lot with work people. And uh, we, we play wrap-ups. Yeah. where you know it's not it's in between flag and tackle but yeah I mean when you turn it on you turn it on you can't you know I, I, I had such a hard time deciphering like between like you know guys pulling a flag or defending from a flag pull versus just trucking somebody so yeah, exactly exactly yeah uh, I remember so it was like me and Rick and then it was Neil Neil just didn't say anything he just worked soldier yeah, he was the galloping ghost. Uh, he was the workhorse. He was just – Dude, he made some clutch plays. Yeah, he did at times. In the Patriot Bowl specifically, I remember Neil, like, you know, I don't know if any game was closer in question, but in moments where it probably was, Neil was the guy that always came up with maybe a loose fumble or he got those really – I remember his flag-pulling skills. Yeah, he would dive dude, out. It felt, like, it felt like he was Stretch Armstrong. Like, the guy yeah. would – he would just pull flags. Every, no, nobody got away from him. It was so, so crazy to watch. But yeah, he had a lot of great moments. He, would, he wouldn't even be happy about it. He would just do it. He did his job. He'd be like, yo! And then he was like, okay. <laughs> just kind of walked back. <laughs> uh, we got to get that guy in the podcast. Because I just yeah, found out that, that he's married. He has a kid. He has a new baby and everything. I'm like, wow. Or maybe the baby's like a year old. I'm like, wow, he got married. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I know he was looking for his wife at Valley Forge. But uh, I guess he found him, found her. Um, so, um, uh, Rick wants to know your funniest laugh out loud moment at uh, 24 down Valley Forge. Oh my gosh. Funniest laugh out loud moment. It feels like all we did was laugh. You know, there's the big moments that, you know, uh, and obviously my roommate was, was Samsung. So, I mean, dude, every day this kid had me just rolling. Um, Probably my, this, I mean, we laughed. This is more of a long string of laughter versus like one moment. But I remember one day walking into the door, walking into our dorm and the smell in there, dude, was just so bad. And I'm like, did I, like, I've done laundry. Like, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the cleanest person in the world, especially compared to Sam, who's like one of the most meticulous guys in the world. But I'm like, what is this? I'm like, Sam, we got to find this dude. Like, what's going on? I can't sleep. Like, this is bad. The whole hall stinks. He's like, man, nothing, dude. Like, do your laundry. And it's like, you know, it's putting on me, just doing his thing. And so we were, we tore this thing apart and couldn't find what was like, what this smell was. And I don't remember what prompted him to do this, but, but under his bed towards the front, there might've been a pillow or something blocking it, but there was a bucket of kimchi that was sitting in there for weeks, dude, weeks. Wow. And it was so like, I mean, even just look, I mean, I, it was glowing. It was just so gross. And so, man, like he just, he went off about that. Still tried to blame it on me. Like, like as if I went and bought that and like planned. I mean, you know, it was just, you know, we laughed forever. That was probably one that I remember. But obviously there's, man, there's millions more. The, 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 you know, getting pranking Sam with the icy hot is one that'll always be, you know, 
inappropriately at the top of my list, but um, tons of, tons of fun stuff. That's probably one I remember though. Yeah, man. Um, remember he would just, he would love, he loved R and B music and he would just. Brian McKnight, baby. I went to bed to Brian McKnight every single night. I still have to put it on sometimes, dude. I mean, it's hard to fall asleep not listening to crazy love or something, but he, he loved R and B. He kind of, for me, at least he kind of fell off, fell off the face of the earth. I like, I don't know where he is, what he's doing. Have you heard from him since that? I, yeah, I texted him. I t- actually texted him recently, about four weeks ago, probably last month, just catching up with him a little bit. We, um, I think he's still um, helping Pastor Jacob in oh. like somewhere in Philadelphia, I think, still, like somewhere in the greater Philly area. I think he's still there, um, really involved in church. I think he said, and don't quote me on this, Sam, if you're listening, but you know, I think it was a, he's a children's pastor there. Um, and so he's a big, like he was, he was telling me that he was trying to get me into PC gaming. He's a big gamer still, which is cool. So um, yeah, we, he's actually visited me in Louisville uh, about a year after Hannah and I got married, we hung out a little bit. So yeah, so we, we haven't kept, you know, as yeah, we haven't kept as close as I would like to obviously, but he hasn't, you know, I, I've kept tabs. That's cool, man. Yeah. Let him know for, for all of us that, you know, we have a podcast and we would love to have him be on it. Dude, He's, he's gotta be on it. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely does. Ryan Frizzell too. I also told him about it. He's like, dude, I got to get on. So yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, Big daddy wants to know what's your favorite big daddy moment. And he says, hush dog. Not sure what that means. Maybe you do. It's just, yeah. It was kind of a little inside like name. We still call each other. I don't even know where it came from, Rick. Maybe you can remind me, but that's dude, Rick, me and you dude, some of my favorite memories, man, we would go at Christmas time to KOP and he and I are both like, you know, really huge Christmas fanatics. We love all the like, you know, hallmarky, just the most cliche, like basic Christmas things in the world. And so do we love like just going there? We go shopping for our significant others at the time. You know, we'd go there and like, you know, do like really weird stuff. We'd like, you know, he was a big cologne guy. I was too. So like we had that, like, you know, we'd kind of sneak off not to get made fun of and go like, you know, try some colognes and Dude, yeah, man, probably our Christmas like gift shopping sprees at KOP, Rick. That was some time where just some, I just, you know, not just the event itself, but we got to, we got a lot of windshield time in together, just talking to one another and getting to know each other, and and um, you know, really those those, those trips among all the other things in the hall really kind of helped, uh, really solidify a lifelong friendship. So I won't ever forget those. That's awesome, man. Um, and then he, uh, his last one is. Um... Um, who are you hailing now? And maybe he means uh, your yeah, ha- ha- yeah. Hail to the Redskins is our fight song. There's no hail. We've retired it. It's just we're, we're the football team. It's bland. It's boring. And uh, I actually am kind of into it, Rick. And so, no, 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 no hailing happening here. Cool, man. All right. So, and let me tell you that we have a lot of questions at any time. You say, hey, you know what? Let's, let's put this in part two. Whenever that is, we can we can definitely end there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, we have one of the uh, flag burners, I believe, and I don't even remember this guy. I would have to say, so if you're listening, Phil Anderson, I don't remember you, but I do remember what you did to our flag. But uh, Phil Anderson, I, I remember his his uh, his brother, um, but he he says, um, if memory serves me correct, you played a part in 24 Down Wrestling. How would you like to make a comeback? And he says, Josh knows what I mean. Dude, I didn't actually. I think the wrestling was like, you know, at the other end of the hall, like Hat and everybody, they're super like, and I was not a part of that. Okay. Um, but I do remember vividly the passion that came from that wing of the hall around wrestling and it was contagious. Yeah. yeah. And so 
No, I mean, it'd be cool to kind of see how the guys are keeping up with it now. But no, I, I was not, unfortunately, a part of that. Now, let me let me maybe rack your memory. Maybe you weren't part of this crew, but I remember Nate Canfin got, uh, became a part of it for one week. And we actually did not invite him back because he was really hitting us. Um, and he was punching <laughs> us and hurting us. And we said, bro, we're doing this for fake, man. And why are you hurting us? Were you part of the Bentley Federation or was that just Nate? Not me. That was oh. not a part of that. What was that, though? Just give me like, give me like the, the elevator yeah. speech. What so so we, had, we had the 24 Down Association, Wrestling Association. Um, and so he was coming in. Nate was coming in from another federation pretty much, the Bentley Federation or something like that. So <laughs> he was coming in. And it was like preppy boys. And it, the, 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 the collars were popped. And that's why I thought about you. And maybe he was as well. But, um, you know, they came in as preppy boys that were like, you know, rich kids and stuff like that. But yeah, this is actually a real role playing that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did, I don't remember any of this. Yeah, that was that's hilarious, man. Yeah, and I, you know what? It, it may have happened on the weekends and at the at may or just really late at night. I'm not sure, but yeah, um, crazy stuff. Yeah, crazy. That's stuff. funny. Okay, uh, Francis, uh, one one of our set of twins. Um, he says, uh, "Who who were all your roommates?" It was just Sam. Yeah, yeah. it was me and Sam the whole time, dude. So I remember. Man, I remember walking into the dorm. And so I made the decision to go to Valley Forge very late in like the decision-making process. I decided to, you know, I was actually going to do something entirely different and wanted to go to like, a, you know, get a university college experience. And so my parents were like, all right, we'll choose a Bible college, you know, because I, I wanted to, you know, pursue youth ministry. So Valley Forge is the closest AG college. So signed up and I was really late in the process. So I remember walking through the hall. Everyone was already moved in. I walked by you. And your first roommate, why can't I remember his name? Tom, uh, Tom Fadden? No, 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 not him. Oh, the Van one Hussey. Van Hussey? No, it wasn't Van. I don't know, Van. Walk me through. Yes, it was Walter. It was Walter. He was never so, my roommate, but we were really good you friends. You guys just hung out? Okay, yeah. so I remember walking by you guys, and you were playing Madden. And I'm like, dude, this is my end. Like, everyone here is probably going to hate me, but I've got to hang. I've got to make it with these guys. They're playing Madden. I have a little football connection here. But I kept moving to my room, and I remember walking in and seeing Sam for the first time. Obviously, we could not be more different people ever. I mean, we just could not be more different. And so, you know, I'm like, this guy probably thinks I'm just the biggest hick in the world. Like, just, just And he still calls me, call me a redneck the entire time. I'm, yeah, it's just funny. I think he called everybody that that wasn't Korean. But he, um, you know, but it's so funny how – how we hit it off, man. I remember just, um, I felt like, you know, he was older than me, but I felt like almost like an older, older brother in a lot of ways, a lot of times to him. And he probably felt the same way about me. He probably felt like my mom, but, um, you know, dude, uh, we had such a great time in college. We looked after each other and just continued to be roommates the whole time. So we, we never, we never mixed it up. That's cool, man. I, you, you may be the only ones that have started together and never, you know, mixed it up. That's cool, man. Yeah, I remember yeah. he'd be like, you red Nick, and he'll be like, you white piece of shootio. <laughs> <laughs> so um, many more, dude. Great, yeah. man. And then uh, we already did answer this because I brought it up um, in, in, the, in the update kind of. Um, you know, you he said you left college very suddenly and unexpected. Yeah. What was this? And we, we already answered that. Um, and then um, he says uh, he always wondered. Uh, what is your favorite football team? And obviously, a, yeah. you know. <laughs> what a guy. What a softball pitch. Yeah. yeah. 
man, we, it was heated because I actually, just to let you know, and no one, this is not like big news, but I, I watch no sports whatsoever. Uh, I'm not a fan of any sport. I like playing the sports still and playing with my kids and stuff, but it was taking so much time to watch yeah. a, a giant game, uh, a Nick game. I liked LA as well, the Lakers. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to stop. And also what also made me make that decision was my kids pretty much monopolized the TV. So, um, you know, once I had kids and, you know, my daughter was telling on me that I was watching football to my wife when she would come home from work, but it really wasn't a bad thing. But then I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to do it. And then Netflix came along, Hulu came along, you know, everything, you know, without the, all the, you know, commercials and stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to do it. And so I still get like either giant shirts or Met shirts from my mom. And when I wear them, I go out and people start talking to me about the teams. And I'm like, no, um, I, I probably just say, they're like, oh, did you see the game last night? I'm like, yeah, man, it was great. It was great. <laughs> Something like just that. Just got blown yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember, though, back back in, you know, Valley Forge days, it was it was pretty much the NFC East. We had that, you know, with me. Yeah, I mean, everybody's a Philadelphia fan. You were yeah. Giants. Nate, big yeah. Cowboys fan. Yeah, man. It, it was fun going back and forth, and it would get pretty heated sometimes. And uh, But it was, it was fun times, man. Uh, he has one more question. He says, "Remember, uh, do you remember any fun stories about all of us staying at your place for the weekend?" Dude, that was so fun. Yeah, um, I remember going. I remember we uh, we went camping, and um, we did so many fun things, man. We we hung out. I remember like we played paintball. I think at some point during the day. Hey, we like we did it. You know, whenever we went camping, we went camping a bunch as a group, but we never used tents. I remember Nate actually introducing me to the idea of camping just in a sleepy bag around a fire. I'd never not used a tent. So wow. yeah, we dug, we dug a fire pit, you know, the back of my parents' property right by a Creek and hung out, shared some great stories, you know, cooked some food over the fire that night and played paintball the next day. Um, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, I remember, I remember Sam as we were all getting like de-geared from playing, like was so mad that he didn't like get to shoot anybody he just he unloaded two shots at, like right on my back 10 feet away and then took off like he just preemptive preemptive strike and then just jetted um but yeah that was i won't forget that either. but yeah it was a good it was such a great time man I remember we all went down another another time um, when it was snowing and uh you remember that trip that was a lot of fun i remember going down and like my parents van up and we all just like took off to virginia that was a lot of fun yeah it was fun. um yeah yeah tons of great times yeah, I remember on that trip, Pete talked a little bit about it on his episode where, you know, it was it was a fun trip, man. I don't I don't remember sleeping, even though we did. I don't remember sleeping. I think we slept all in the living room all together. You got a bunch Just of crashed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember that it was my first time having like real like homemade southern like iced tea and and um and then we had something called fat back and beans or something like that and never beans had fat, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then um like we were, you had a hot tub and we were in the hot tub and, you know. Freezing it, cold, yeah. And, and it started snowing and there was about yep. two or three inches of snow on the ground. And uh, we, we like hopped out and like did like belly slides down the. Down, down the hill, the yeah. 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 
And then the funny thing is I was, I think my mom, I was talking to my mom about that a couple of weeks ago. And then she reminded me that I didn't even remember this and it's not your guy's fault, but I was telling her about it and stuff. And she was like, yeah. And then that same week when you got, went back, you, you got uh, pneumonia and something else, bronchitis. I was like, really? And I ended up like in the Phoenixville hospital. Well, dude, I'm sure, man, we were doing some that. crazy stuff. Like yeah, we went for, crazy. yeah. Like we were pr practically naked outside in like 30 degree weather. It was, it was fun. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, it was a great time, man. Um, so we are questions. Um, ooh, sorry. You, no, you're good. Yeah, you got. I got it. you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I opened up my um, AirPod case. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. So we're halfway done with the questions. You think you can do this this next half? You good? Oh yeah, man. Dude, I'm, kids are asleep. Like everything's great. Nothing but time. This is awesome. Awesome. So um, Matt Baldwin here, he says, um, how in the world did you come up with the incredibly creative Halo gamer tag, Bustin' Jenks? Yeah, again, softball pitch. We were even joking about this in the thread here. Um, I do remember, though, um, man, we had some vicious Halo games, like early on, 24 up and 24 down. We used to go to those local LAN servers, um, and I think we, even, we were even, like, dominant at that. Uh, I don't remember losing very often, but then we kind of, like – that's not a shot, Matt. I'm just being honest with you. Um, but you know, we, uh, you know, yeah, we, we had a great time, man. So um, I forgot how how often we played that my freshman year, and probably led to many of my awful grades that year. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good time. I remember just going late into the night. I also remember not that late. Whenever just you know, we would even play it sometimes. Daytime, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you were the sniper king, bro. I remember yeah. that. I could never snipe like that. I was I was probably, you know, mediocre player. I liked playing, but I would get just like killed, man. But like, I, I know that Matt got like so much better over the years, and I remember um, like the twins getting so much better, and they talk about going to tournaments and almost going to tournaments and stuff like that. But yeah, we had some. It was it was fun. It was fun to play with people like outside your room because I, I don't know if that was you know, before online playing, but that it was, it was. that was, yeah. Like that was our, I remember thinking, you know, like that was like the biggest land party, you know, we'd ever had. It was really cool. all kind of tapping in there like that, but yeah, man, I mean, from a video game standpoint, you know, I was really into that for a while. And I guess my skill set in first person shooters just stopped at being a great sniper. I know everybody's playing what's Warzone, like Warzone right now and Call of Duty and all these things. And I never got better at anything else, but that element of, of that game. So I'm pretty terrible at what all the you know, everyone's playing now, just because I'm again I haven't developed any other part of my game, but being able to snipe in those games. So same thing, and I I don't have I don't have a, a like a gaming system right now or anything, but I only really like Madden and Halo. That's all I like, that's all I really care about playing, but I don't I don't play anymore these days anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Andrew Kindler's next. Andrew says, uh, do you coach or do anything with sports these days? Yeah, man. So I've coached. As often as I can, I mean, there's anywhere from like formal to informal, you know, think I've coached um, a, a middle school football team uh, here in town, which is a lot of fun. My All my kids teams. It's funny, like, you know, Noah kind of, you know, he's the oldest. so He's kind of went through all the sports first before the other two. But I remember just a lot of the YMCA like leagues he would play in and soccer, T-ball. I would endo facto end up being the coach, even if I didn't sign up to be, because I just I couldn't I couldn't stay away that way. And they're like, you just do it. So, you know, I coached a lot of those. 
I actually currently now I, I'm, you know, as funny as this is, I'm, I've never, I've never thought of myself as a runner, but actually I'm a coach on his cross country team for Bates elementary here. Um, which is a lot of fun. I mean, it's not, it doesn't really involve a lot of me needing to do, I mean, I, I run now often, but not, not near as much as this kid does, but it's just cool kind of to work on the drills with him. And like, you know, so, I mean, he's, he's really talented. And so I, being able to be a part of that, my daughter runs now too. So, um, yeah, currently, currently I'm, I'm coaching, coaching him across country. So that's awesome. That's great. And then, uh, his last question is when are you getting your 24 down tattoo? Dude, and, Andrew, I, I look, I got one tattoo in when I was at, um, Eastern Kentucky university. And I mean, I'll, it's whatever. I don't regret it, but I, I probably won't. I probably won't get another one. If I had it to do again, I wouldn't have. But you know, if it, if it's this huge thing, maybe I can get maybe I can get persuaded to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have one as well. I got one. I don't know what what year it was, but there. My thing is, they're so expensive. If you really want something good, they're very expensive. It also hurts a great deal for me. I feel all of it. I felt like I was being crucified. I got, yeah, a, me too. Cross, I got a cross on my arm and I felt like I was being crucified and I was like, I'm doing it for you, Jesus. And, um, and I, I just can't, in my mind, make the decision to take money and to put ink on my body when I, I have to pay bills and take care of a family. I don't know. And I'm not saying that to anyone else, like sure, you're sure. a bad person, but it's like, I can't do that right now. It's like, just, just, it's the reason also I have a minivan and not like the coolest car that I can have right now and stuff. So I don't know. I, once my kids get a little older, maybe I'll, I'll get one or something when they're out the house. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. It's just one of those decisions. I mean, yeah. I mean, certainly all those things that you mentioned go into, go into play there, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Like you just have, I feel like I've got to, you know, there's always pressure to have this like creative mind around it and like do something that you're really going to love and be proud of forever. And, um, you know, I just, you know, putting that emotional energy into that right now, would just be tough, but yeah, maybe, maybe the 24 down tattoo could be, could be the next. Yeah. I just, I just bought my shirt today. I just bought a 24 down podcast shirt today. Oh, so nice. Went out there. Yeah. Because I was like, yo, I'm going to be plugging this thing at the end of this podcast. And, I can't, I can't be a hypocrite. I got to, I got to buy it. Yeah, you got to wear the merch. Yeah. Right before you got on, I bought it. <laughs> um, so Matt Matias has some questions and you kind of touched on this a little bit as well. Uh, what was it like living with Samsung? Uh, I learned, and he says he learned a lot about Korean culture living with young. Remember do young that, that guy. Yes. Was, wow. Uh, did, did, wow. did he ever try to feed you rice in your sleep? Gosh, no, he didn't, but probably other things, you know, I did, you know, I think you can kind of look at this in a vacuum now so many years later where you, where you didn't appreciate it as much in the moment. Um, but yeah, it was such a crazy uh, immersion into, for probably both of us into, into a culture that, you know, I still find so amazing. Um, you know, Sam, to, to address the first part of the culture, Sam's one of the, you know, one, one of the best people on planet earth. You know, the guy's just um, one of just the, the salt of the, of the earth people, just heart of gold. And, you know, learning that about him and seeing how much he cares about others and, you know, just his heart to serve and not even just in ministry, but just to serve. I mean, everywhere, the guy would just be the first to step up to do something. I mean, just a really, really disciplined guy that way. And I was very, I was honored to spend the time of my life. I, you know, I was with him, but, the culture piece, yeah. I mean, I went to church with Sam often um, in Antioch and in, in Philly there, and met you know Pastor Jacob through then through there, and so you know I was 
I mean, gosh, even just kind of talking about it now, I haven't really given it a ton of thought until now. Very, um, I guess, thoroughly introduced to aspects of of Korean culture. And so um, food is awesome. I still remember going to, I don't know if you went with us the first time I went to a Korean meat buffet. That was, oh my gosh, dude, still incredible. And I look for those in any city I I get to travel to now. Um, But just, you know, the, the, the cuisine was awesome, but just the people, man, are just really, really special. And, uh, and Sam, certainly was kind of my, my, my closest link to that world. And um, yeah, just, just a really special time. Very fortunate. I got to, got to be his roommate. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know how many times they would do it, but I remember even with uh, Walter maybe started doing it before you guys got there, but um, I, I know Walter and Samsung and Josh Lee, they, they would make the rice. They would, you know, with the seaweed and the, 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 the sesame seeds and the sesame oil. Mm-hmm. It's like they made it just so good. And like, I remember there would almost be like a line outside, like trying to get in to get some of this food. And I, I remember those days, man. Those, those are awesome. Yeah. Um, so he has one more here. It says, uh, did you know that you were on MTV pranked with Buddha, Nate, Big Daddy, and Sam? Dude, not until years later. So, I mean, I found out about that. Gosh, I mean, this is probably, I don't know if I was living here in the city yet. I was in Kentucky, but um, how wild is that? No, I did not know. Who submitted the video? Someone told, it may have been Matt. It may have been someone else. I can't remember. But um, I remember, like, I, I was actually, I was on my, like, anniversary or something, like, maybe two-year anniversary after being married, and I re- I, we were at the hotel, you know, about to, you know, get jiggy and whatnot, and then, like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're receiving calls and texts from certain people saying, did you know that you were on MTV uh, pranked and stuff and everything? We're like, what? And then we find it. And I'm so excited. Like me and my wife are sitting on the bed, not saying anything to each other, watching this. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like so proud of myself. I made it on MTV. This is amazing. At the time, I'm a teacher. I'm a fifth grade teacher and I'm a children's pastor. And um, my wife, and so I go over to her after it's done and I'm like, hey, did you see that and she's like you better not be proud of what you just watched and she'll she's have it I'm like, no this is good this is this is gonna relate to my kids you know and it's so funny it's like no, yeah you were on tv touching your junk and the whole world saw it i was like oh okay when you put it like well that. no one saw the junk i mean it was just yeah Yo, remember, I was like, uh, we were rubbing it, and then you were like, was it me or hit you or me that was like, rub that crap? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was the only way to get him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just, yeah, the, the prank was was just epic, man. I mean, just to try to, like, I don't even remember what we said it was, but I remember we were like, Dude, Sam, if you put Icy Hot, like, on your junk, it is the best feeling. It's the best feeling in the world, man. It's, it's literally, like, it's euphoria. You got to make this happen. And he's like, no. And so we're like, we'll do it, too. And I think, like, you know, what do we use? Like, we just put some, like, freaking hand lotion in our hands. Like, oh, my gosh, dude. And just, yeah, that guy's reaction was um, the screams were, I mean, I still laugh about it. But, no, I didn't know until years later that that that, that made it that far. But, you know, if we're famous for something in our lives, I guess, you know, might as well be that. Exactly. (laughs) It's fun times. Were you ever part of the uh, getting all into one bathroom and doing the icy hot thing? all no. 20 people that may have been maybe you weren't part of it and you didn't want to be part of it because i think nate didn't want to be part of it or you may have left by then but 
it was crazy, man. One time we got like 20 to 30 guys in like the middle bathroom and we all did it together because they thought it was so funny, the prank that we did. And so we all did it together and people are like hanging on to like the, the shower bar that's there and like they're in full clothing and they're like, you know, have, they have the shower <laughs> on and they're just trying to get it on their junk, get it off. It was so funny. It's on my stick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I <get> a <laughs> oh, Dude, I forgot all about that stuff, man. But no, I probably would not have been a part of the uh, of the large group trying to do that. But, yeah. but Frank and Sam was awesome, man. Exactly. So uh, I have some questions for you. And I was just thinking of this while we were talking because I don't I'm not sure if you ever did. I mean, we, we, we all had beef with other floors as a floor. But did you ever have like beef with someone at Valley Forge, like bad blood or anything? No, I mean, I remember like there was, you know, the, the floor, the 24 up, you know, kind of football rivalry. And I remember like Miles and Rocco and those guys, you know, like, you know. Up, yeah. yeah, but nothing personally, man. I don't, I don't remember meeting, you know, anyone there that I, I didn't have respect for or didn't, didn't, you know, like. I mean, if I probably, if I situationally kind of remembered really hard, I'm sure there's a couple of people that I was like, you know, didn't care for. But um yeah, I, I don't know, man. Nothing, nothing that I can at least I can recall now. I, I would say no. Yeah. Crazy thing that happens because I, it, it comes up because the funny thing for me is that I, I had beef with, with um, Miles. Um, not because of really anything that I wanted to do, but it just happened. Like when I was a freshman, when I came in as a freshman, him and Rocco and there was another guy, his name was Ro Robbie Kirk. And so these guys were like the big guys on campus. And, um, you know, they were the most popular. They were the jocks. They were all that stuff. And, you know, coming in as a freshman, 24 down wasn't established yet. And so it, it, it kind of started like, you know, a couple of weeks into my freshman year and we started to hang out and stuff. But like, you know, we didn't have a team or anything and everything like that. That's why it was so great that you guys came the second year, uh, my second year. And we just, it was awesome how we had that team. But like I was playing basketball with them, pick up basketball one day and they actually let me play. They were like the bullies, you know what I mean? Um, and so, and so I was playing and then I drove into the basket to go up and I'm like 320 pounds, you know, and I go up for a layup and Miles stays there and he gets knocked the frig out and he actually sprained his ankle. And so they're all mad at me and everything. He's mad at me. I actually had to like leave the court because it was, it was just ridiculous. So I, and he's going, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's going around campus, you know, with crutches for like, you know, a month or two. And it was crazy, man. So he never really liked me for that. Um, and then we, we played intramurals and we didn't have a good intramural team. It was 24 down intramural team basketball. And so we were doing that. And, um, and Robbie Kirk, this, this guy's like six, two, six, three, beautiful looking guy. He looks like a, you know, no homo. He looks like a, a model, you know? And so we're on the court and we, I keep on like putting my like button into him, boxing him out and everything. And I knock him down. And so he keeps on telling me, he's like, don't do that to me again. Don't do that to me again. I was like, I was like, I'll do it to you whenever I want to. And then he almost like threw a punch at me. Now that same Robbie Kirk, um, he pastors a church in Yonkers now. And it's like a mile away from my church. And so we tried wow. buddy buddies, but it never really turned into anything. And so like, we kind of don't like each other, I think, but uh, hopefully he never listened. <laughs> but he's a, yeah. Yeah. So I had some beef with people. I just wondered if you did as well. 
Yeah, I mean, probably the same guys. I mean, like I said, man, it was always sports related. You know, we talked those we talked those matches up a lot. You know, on, on you know those days we played, it was there's no friends on that field. So, but but nothing. You know, I never had anything like that happen. Certainly. Yeah, yeah, that's good though. That's good. Yo, man, take me back. I, I I'm not sure exactly which game it was before, but take me back to the time when we had a big game the next day. It was like a Friday night. And that Saturday, we had a big game, and we were probably playing on the backfield. It, it probably was the day that you either got injured, whether your head or your ankle. But before that, maybe it was even when we played in the dark, you know, at, on, the, on the quads. I'm not sure. But, like, I remember being in your room. Sam wasn't in the room. It was me, you, Nate, and maybe Pete. And we were, like, out of nowhere, you and Nate was like, yo, let's trash talk let's trash talk four down right now or 24 up, whoever it was. And so you guys started trash talking and you were like, yeah, I'm going to take miles. I'm going <laughs> to. remember that? <laughs> yeah. Just those like crazy hyperbole lace trash talks. Do you remember any of them that you could share? I don't remember any of the things that we said, dude, but I remember Nate was by far the best at it. Yeah. Like he would, uh, like he would get so, <laughs> the trash talk was like, he'd get so hyped for it. And then it was such a like, man, I'm going to take this guy. And I'm telling you right now, like I'm going to take him to the football field and I'm going to, I'm going to knock him down. <laughs> yeah. It's just so like vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I was doing the ones that were kind of vanilla because I was like, I've never done this before. And they're like, so like, like uh, intricate, these stories that the, you guys are telling. And I was oh, like, yeah. Oh. I'm going to remember it deeply. I think Nate was like, yeah, I'm going to take the ball. I'm going to make a touchdown. (laughs) And you guys were like, I'm going to take a knife and stab him in in the (laughs) heart. Dude, those are fun, man. I remember probably the biggest like night before anxiety though, or like just thinking about the game was probably. Yeah. I mean, you you get butterflies a little bit, man. It's like bragging, right? That was our whole life. You know, like it was so, it was so important, but there was so many fun games, man. I remember what was the building next to us? I'm assuming just 23. Yeah. Those apartments or something, they, they had a team. And I remember that that one guy that was, man, four times my size. And I was like, dude, we were playing and he, he was in the open field. I remember kind of dropping a shoulder on him. And I didn't I wasn't trying to knock him down, but he just he flew back like four feet. We were in class the next day and he was like nudging this guy sitting beside him. This guy like pancake me, man. It's incredible. He's like, I'm like, oh, I <laughs> yeah, man, I think dude, we, it was, it we was got fun, some man. of those trucks on on, uh, on on tape, man. I remember watching those, man. Those are awesome. It's a blast. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, here we go. So, um, I had I had a couple of questions, but we already kind of answered them going throughout. So, pretty much, sure. we have we have two more two more guys that are asking questions, and, and we're done. This has been an awesome podcast. Uh, so, um, Tom Rizzo, he has some questions for you. He said, "Any regrets of choosing Valley Forge over whatever schools?" Uh, wanted you to play football because I remember uh, in my head I remember Clemson um, so a- any regrets of choosing Valley Forge over some of the other schools for football no I wanted to go there you know I think that, that no I mean like I said I was going to do something I was going to go you know really deep into ministry out of high school that was something I really wanted to do and you know I think that um, Valley Forge was was at the time in my life that that you know I was in that was probably the most um it just made the most sense, man. And, you know, looking back, I think at the relationships and the friendships and the memories. No, I don't, I have no regrets there. Even from like, even from non-athletic things, you know, just going to like 
you know, other universities were considered. And again, later in life, I got the opportunity to go to some bigger schools. And again, now we kind of talked about that a little bit, but, but having that, like, you know, being able to zoom out a little bit and having that comparison, I think, um, no, it just solidifies how special that, that was, man, in that campus. You know, again, I don't necessarily agree with all of the, the doctrine there now and a lot of the things in my life that I, I've grown past and through, but um, what we, you know, what we had as far as just the friendships and just that chemistry with that group of guys, man, was just, no, no, no regrets at all. Huh? Yeah, man. Um, I, I think they're doing better now. I think like with the code of conduct, it's a little more eased and um, believe it or not, I think, you know, um, if I'm, if I'm wrong, someone correct me. I think there is actually a Korean president of the college right now. So Don is gone. President, but no, actually, no, there, there is a Korean, the guy, the president right now, he's Korean. Pretty wow. cool. Yeah, that Don Meyer cool. left. And the crazy thing about Don Meyer, I, I always had respect for him. But now here's the things that, you know, Hat went through with him and Baldwin went through with him and even Telesha kind of went through with him. Telesha, not so much, but um, I haven't lost a lot of respect, but maybe just a little bit. But, you know, he also had like he somehow got the school to give him like a one year paid sabbatical. I don't know if you know that, like he retired, but then he had Valley Forge pay for a whole year of his salary and he went on like a year sabbatical. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, doesn't, I don't want to say it surprises me, but that's uh, yeah. And I think, yeah, I'm sure with some new leadership there, a lot of those things have changed in the East and, you know, it's still a, you know, a Bible college, which is, you know, great. But I, I mean, obviously I kind of paid attention to, to the name change and the university and all, which is kind of cool, but yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Matt Wolf? Um, he would say, he would be like, hey, Ebby, do you remember that? <laughs> Ebby was Meyer's um, wife's name. And would be like, oh, oh. I, 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 don't remember. Remember I remember a lot about Matt Wolf, but I don't remember him saying that. That's yeah, funny, yeah. Um, so uh, Rizzle has one more. Uh, if, if you had to name the Washington football team, what would you name them? Dude, what a tough one. You know, I've thought about this a lot. There's a lot of fan forums right now that are really into the Red Wolves. I think I think that sucks. I mean, it's just stupid. Um, you know, there's the Red Tails after the Tuskegee Airmen, which would be kind of cool. The uniform concepts there look good, but it still doesn't really stick. Um, it's hard, man. Like, that's why I just kind of like football team because, you know, when I think, you know, the team has meant so much to me outside of the name controversy. You know, when I think of the Washington Redskins, I think about going to games with my dad when I was a kid. I think about my grandfather watching, you know, after church, going right down to his basement, fixing the antenna because we had to get it manually and like, you know, streaming in the games with him. And yeah, it just has meant it, it's been so much of a part of my life, really through every phase of my life. I've, I've had this deep passion for, you know, that football team. And so I almost, dude, I almost kind of like just it being called the football team. Mm-hmm. A lot of like professional like soccer clubs in Europe, you know, it's, you know, just the city and then club. Mm-hmm. It's all about the city. So they just left it like this, dude, honestly, it'll be fine, but I'm sure they'll get it right. I've heard like the, um, the Sentinels, you know, name it after something, you know, DC related. If it was up to me though, Tom, I'd probably just leave it. Just football team. Just keep it going. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, Josh Hatmaker, which is uh, the, pretty much the creator and founder of this podcast. Um, yeah. he, he wanted to say uh, a little something to you. Um, he said, you know, this is what he says. I wasn't as close with you as other people were, but I always appreciated the interactions we did have. I consider you one of the founding fathers of 24 down and something that 
stuck out to me about your personality was you would always have everyone's back and bleed 24 down as much as anyone else. I always appreciate that characteristic of you. Hope everything is going well, and I can't wait to hear this episode. So, Pat, that's awesome, man. Thanks, dude. I appreciate those words. And, uh, you know, I know that he and I weren't weren't as close, but I do remember laughing a lot with you, Hat, and just kind of watching. Just I think it's so cool, man. This is what was so neat about that floor is that, you know, there was so many subcultures in, amid this, like, you know, broader camaraderie. And we had people that really – I listened to Rizzo's episode and just, you know, really his music passion and then, you know, the wrestling thing. And then, you know, you have – you know, obviously the, the kind of the sports theme and, and guys are really athletic and love to do that. And then, you know, and then everything else, man, it was just really, um, it was a really cool place to be. And, and, you know, we kind of all had that same umbrella of being a part of 24 down that we got to express ourselves through. And so I thought that that's really special. Thanks for the words, Pat. Awesome. Anything else you want to bring up? Any like big moments that we haven't talked about or, or anything like that? <clears throat> oh man. Any, any, any big moments there? You know, we've really, but this has been so cool because there's so many of the things that even that we've talked about that I've, you know, it's the first time I'm pulling from that memory bank in so long. Life just moves so fast in that part of my life. You know, it's kind of crazy. I would just say that, you know, it was, it was so uh, the way that I left Valley Forge, you know, and I kind of alluded to this, it wasn't without regret. And so a lot of it, not the memories there, but a lot of that part of my life and that era of my life I kind of just I pushed off because it was like, man, that was tough. I, I had some regret there. And so naturally human nature is to kind of push that to the periphery of your mind and just keep moving on. And so, um, and I realized, you know, over the years as I've kept in touch with some people and followed different people and certainly through this podcast that, you know, that's not, that wasn't the right approach, man. And um, I think that, you know, this has been such an awesome skip down and I wouldn't even say memory lane, just a lot of foundational, like just parts of who I am have come from that campus and from you guys and from, and from those friendships, even, you know, those two and a half years of my life, but man, like what a jam packed time, what mm -hmm. a jam packed time. You know, I don't, I don't have anything crazy to share. I remember something really funny though. Do you guys remember we it wasn't funny to me at the time, but like, do you remember when we used to have those, like, I don't know what it was, but we'd have like prospective students that would come and like, we would have to like, yeah, yeah, yes. So that happened one time and I went home for a weekend and some kid was in my dorm. And I remember, <laughs> I remember coming back on a Monday or Sunday night, you know, I'd travel, whatever it was. And that Monday I had an email from student life. I can't remember who the guy was that was in charge of that. Um, really respected teacher on campus. But he was like, hey, I need to see you in my office. I'm like, all right, like what, what's going on here? One of these kids, dude, like I left my computer, had pulled up this like crazy inappropriate website on the school's network. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting like questioned about this as if it were me and having to answer for like what? I mean, that was insane, dude. I was, that was a big panic, like sweat moment because that was so like, obviously for a, lot, for a lot of obvious reasons, that was such a big deal there, you know, like modern web activity for a lot of things. But, and so I was like, who was this kid, man? I remember me and Sam trying to like figure it out. I'm like, look at these rosters. I'm like, this is unbelievable. But that was a wild moment. I remember just, you know, um, and then, you know, on top of those stories, dude, just so many, so many laughs, man. Like the trips we, we, we talked about, I remember going to Atlantic City, you mm -hmm. know, and that beach trip was a lot of fun. Um, I never, that's the last time I'd been there, but um, a lot of 10 cent wing nights at that, that local wing spot down, down the road in Phoenixville, man. Then we would come back smelling like cigarettes and be like, yo, I'll, yeah. I'll uh, you know, we were just having wing, it was wing night. We were just having wings. That's all this was. <laughs> 
I remember, dude, like, I remember I was there. I remember waiting in line. I remember skipping, like, two classes to get the first iPhone when it came out in 2007. And Nate just giving me, like, so much grief because I would I didn't have a case for it yet. So I'd keep it in this little, like, this little, like, microfiber cloth that it came with it. And I protected it like it was my kid. Um, dude, all the trips, man. Like, we went to, what was that, like, Chinese buffet, like, down the road, too, that we'd always used to hit up? That yeah, was great, oh, that was great, man. So what, just all those, I think it's the little things, man, that really stick out to me, you know, my time there, all those little moments that obviously were, were, were really, really big in the grand scheme. So, man, nothing that we didn't cover, Buddha, but, but thank you for, um, you know, for taking the time to do this. Yeah, man. No, this, this was definitely, this is like a treasure for me. This is something that, you know, I actually, I'm so selfish. Like, I, I like doing this and I love talking to you because we, we had a big connection, you know, back in the day and everything. So I definitely... If I wasn't hosting this, I would definitely be a co-host, but I sometimes get selfish and say that I don't want to, you know, host or co-host because I want to listen to it. I want to listen to it the first time. But the funny thing is one of the ones that I co-host, I listened to it and I was like, yo, this is, it's even cool listening to it after. So I know people are going to enjoy this and thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to have you just have just, you know, uh, just one or two sentences or more parting words. But before you do that, uh, let me just put in some podcast plugs. Um, you can um, you can get to us through any of these means, Twitter at 24 down podcast, um, 24 down podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get a shirt just like I ordered one today and I will be on. Uh, I'll be wearing it when it first comes in at uh, storefrontier.com slash 24 down. Also, you can get to us through our Facebook pages at 24 down or 24 down podcast and also our YouTube channel. We are putting our podcast on our YouTube channel and any awesome uh, content that we get coming our way from the old days. And so um, and we are looking forward to getting together soon, either on Zoom or even in real life for a reunion. So um, but uh, Justin Banks, you could take us away. Um, and thank you so much once again for uh, joining us. And this was just an awesome conversation between two friends. And um, I know people are going to love it. Yeah, man. Again, just I would, I would thank you and for Hat, man, like uh, for, for, for putting this forum together. This is so cool. And I haven't checked the subscribers to see really how broad this reach is. But, even you know, if it's just us at 24 down, I think it's so awesome. I, I'm going to commit to going through the archived episodes and I've listened to a few, but not all. And, and, and certainly after this, I want to make sure that I take time to do that. But I would just say to everybody, you know, tuning in that we spent time with at the Forge, man. Like, I miss you guys. I think I think of you often. Um, I would say, you know, don't hesitate to reach out after this. Um, social media, even, you know, find a way to get my number out there. If you want to just text or call, I would love to. I'd love to just catch up and kind of hear some voices um, and close a lot of this gap that time and, and distance has kind of created since, since our time together. And um, again, but I would just thank you, man, for, for being an awesome host uh, and, and for this chance to, to connect and to share a little bit about what's been going on with me in the past, you know, gosh, over 11 years now. So awesome time, man. I appreciate it. Awesome, man. Well, that concludes it. Thank you so much, Justin Banks. And anyone that hasn't been on the podcast, you got to get on, get in contact with us. Best way to do it is through the plugs that I just said, but especially through Facebook, um, you know, get in contact with Josh Hatmaker. Vincent Buddha, myself, or any of the other admin. But yeah, thanks so much, Justin. 24 down for life, baby. Absolutely, man. Living like we'll never die. Come on, stay a while. If you don't believe me, why would I ever leave? Because I know I got some good.
Nothing that I don't. Oh, everything I need.